seeker. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Oh, hi. Hello. Hello there. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy. I am a guide in your awakening. I teach you all about manifestation, developing your intuition, tuning into your soul's purpose, why you are here, how to make the best of this experience. And because I myself am an old soul, I teach a lot for old souls and empaths and seekers and light workers who are really here to live the life that they are meant for, to live the experience and yes, to manifest the abundance, but also the fulfillment, the purpose, the ease, the joy, the confidence, the healing. So we talk about all of these things and more on this show. And I'm really excited for today's episode. Today, I'm diving into the highest self. What is the highest self? How do we activate the highest self? How do we use this highest self to manifest, to grow and to evolve on our awakening journey? There's so much here to talk about. I'm really excited. And this is one of those words you hear a lot about, right? The highest self. Oh, my highest self did that. And it's like, does your highest self just sit around eating salads and exercising all day and journaling? Or is your highest self actually you? Or like, how does this work? Right? So we're going to dive into all of that. Before I do, there's a couple things I need to say. First and foremost, I am in a different location today. I'm not in my office. So the acoustics may sound different. You may sound, you may hear birds chirping right now. There's an airplane flying overhead. So if things sound a little bit different, that's why why I am in a different location. So the beautiful thing about what I do is I can take what I do anywhere. And if I'm inspired and I have my mic, you get an episode. So (laughs) here we are. And um, the other thing that I wanted to say is, as you guys have been hearing me talk about, we are getting ready to open the doors to Activated 2023, the summer round. I love summer rounds. So much transformation and alchemy and just, mm, it's such a yummy time for growth growth and to be out in the world embodying what you've been learning and to be amplifying your experience. It's so great. So the doors are now open in the early bird period to activated my eight week signature program, but I got to tell you something crazy that I did. So I'm not going to go on and on about activated. You guys have heard a lot about it. The link is right below in the show notes. If you want to check it out, the the call schedule is there. All of the bonuses, you get some bonuses, some bonus courses and access to my training library. There's really juicy bonuses, but what I need to tell you about is something that I did that I'm trying out for this round to see how it goes. I have added four monthly calls 
to the end of this program so that if you are called to join in this round, to take this journey to the next level, to go on your awakening journey, another level deeper, more healing, more activation, more manifestation. If this is what you're about and you jump into this round, we will be working together from now. Um, but when the program opens, it's July, 2023, all the way up until the end of the year so that I make sure you are getting the transformation that you are asking for. So this program is eight weeks long. We have eight weeks of weekly calls. There's also two bonus sessions put in there, an activation ceremony, as well as a deep dive workshop where you get more even one-on-one mentorship about using this system in your everyday life, really meeting you where you're at, holding your hand. You've got all these things. So all these eight week things, um, the calls, the modules, all the stuff. And then after we end the program, we will have four monthly calls all the way up until the end of December for us to integrate. Every month we will be, you know, diving deep into your life, offering you personal support, showing up, answering your questions, sharing any new insights, breakthroughs, additions to the course, to the system, to the program. It's truly going to be a life-changing experience. So if you have been called, the crazy part is too, is I did not increase the price when I added these four months of extra support. So truly it is such a no brainer. Another bonus I've added for this round is getting access to my do-it-yourself intuition program called Intuition School. So there's just so much included with this program right now. And the program itself is a growth portal designed to break it down in a step-by-step way so that you can be doing the work wherever your, your starting point is. You can be doing the work to get into that next level and beyond. So the program consists of bite-sized modules, trainings that you can go back over at any time. So there's ones on activating your whole authentic self, inner child healing, inner teenager healing. We have ones on deliberate creation, whereas manifestation, there's so many, this whole program is broken into many trainings that you get access to each week. You watch them on your, on your own. They're anywhere from 10 to like 20 ish minutes. You walk, you go through them on on your own. There's workbooks, there are meditations and energy activations and clearings to support you along the way. And then we meet for weekly calls a few days after you've had access to the module so that we can really go over it in more depth. I can tell stories, channel material for you, answer your questions. So it's a beautiful hybrid between do it yourself and a live program where I am getting to know you. I am giving you guidance. We really get to know each other over these eight weeks. I have a very special bond with every single student that has taken, that has taken activated because I really do get to know you and we get to connect deeply in this journey. So that is what I will say about activated at this point. If you are called, you will know. If you want to work with me from July up until the end of the year, get all of your cues aid, (laughs) all of your questions answered, all of the support given, accountability, guidance, step-by-step, materials. This is a no-brainer. This is for you. I can't wait to see you in the summer round. Okay. So today we are talking about your highest self. So first of all, I kind of want to call out how often when it comes to the highest self, I hear it talked about in a way in the general manifestation community, like the highest self, we also say the best self. So it's kind of like this best version of you. 
This may have been how you've heard about it, the highest self. Oh, my highest self says to do this. My highest self says to do that. As I said a few minutes ago, is your highest self just like sitting around doing yoga all day and like going after everything and being quote unquote perfect or really what is this? So I look at your highest self as it's the Talia, you know, answer perspective to this. So it's going to be deep, but this is your soul showing you in your mind's eye, the fullest expression of who you are and It shows a version of you or they, the universe shows a version of you to you (laughs) that is fully embodied in a few different aspects of who you truly are that I'm going to go through, but they're fully embodied number one in self-worth and in confidence. And also if your highest self is like mine, when I say like right now, picture your highest self, right? They also have a grace to them, a, um, a peaceful energy, a centered in self energy. It's funny because to say self-centered sounds like a bad thing, but centered in their self, grounded in themselves, they're confident, right? So this is why they appear to be almost perfect. And say you're on a on a health journey and it's like, what does your highest self eat? You might picture like plant-based meals and you know, organic this and lots of greens because it's like they have this focus on your highest good and work along with that. So I don't know if that made sense, but how sometimes us as humans, as regular selves, we self-sabotage or we'll be like, no, I shouldn't do this, whatever, I'm going to do it, right? It feels like the highest self kind of transcends all that. So we label it as they are perfect. They are better than me, or I feel, I feel like perfect is the best way. They make all the right choices, right? So first and foremost, this is really assuming that there is a right and a wrong and that there's a right way to do something and a wrong way. I don't believe that's the way it is. I believe you can be healthy and eat burgers sometimes, or you can be peaceful and also have times where you break down and, you know, have a lot of emotion or you have rage come up. Like I really do believe it's not an all or nothing experience. Um, so our, our highest self is us fully embodied in who we are, feeling worthy, feeling confident, feeling um, like we know ourselves. We have that groundedness in who we are, and then we make choices from that place. So I believe that the highest self is your soul or the universe projecting in your mind's eye you as the fullest expression of who you truly are and almost aiming it or leading you along with breadcrumbs to go, this is available to you. But I want to say that the highest self, and this is in my perception, and this is also the her work for any of you that have been around the block with me, you know about the her work. This is where we often say the highest self, the best self, her. And for any of you that are new, of course, you can use him or them or whatever resonates with you, but it is the version of you that has now with me, everybody that's heard this before a million times, the version of you who has already manifested what they desire. So the version of you that is living in that dream life, that is traveling the world, that has the abundance, that has the vitality the freedom, the health, everything that you've been going for. It's that version of you, which again is similar, if not the same to a lot of people's sort of quote unquote highest self. So the universe is showing you, look what is possible. Look who you become when you become 
solid in who you are. I don't know about you, but my highest self doesn't look giant, like hugely different, meaning I'm not like a blonde when my hair is naturally brown, reddish brown, right? I'm not six feet tall when I'm actually naturally five foot four. Uh, Yes, I'm very short. Um, So your highest self is you. And I want you to just think for any of you visuals, clairvoyance, or you can see things in your mind's eye, just pull them up as we're talking. They're you. So their body might be a little bit different in the way that they may be a little bit more healthy or vital feeling. If that's one of your goals, there may be a little less weight or more weight or more muscle or whatever. Sure. There's these little differences, right? Because if you look into their bank account, it probably has maybe more than what you have now because we have goals. We have aspirations of where we're going. That's totally normal. So they are a little bit more ahead, but they're not different. You know, it's like your highest self isn't Asian when you are Caucasian, right? Or your highest self isn't, like I said, six feet tall when you're five feet tall. They are you, but it's you fully expressed. It's you in your peace, in who you truly are. So I want to now go through these different aspects of what your highest self is fully embodied in. And I also want to share that in activated for any of you that have taken it, or if you're going to take it, you will discover, um, I, we start out in week one with the whole authentic self. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because that's actually what I call what we would say the quote unquote highest self. I call it your whole authentic self. So this is the thing is your highest self is not perfect. Your highest self, quote unquote, is whole, quote unquote. (laughs) There's a lot of quote unquotes. They are authentic with who they truly are. So I teach my clients and the students through Activated to uncover your soul's essence, things like your core values, what you like to do, what truly lights you up, who you truly are, your preferences, your opinions on things, the the music you're drawn to, the colors you're drawn to, the countries you're drawn to. It's you being you. That is what makes you authentic. That's what makes, in my opinion, the highest self real. Because maybe you put your, you pedestal your highest self, which we're going to get to that in a second, but maybe you pedestal your highest self as somebody who is perfect because you're on a health journey and you see your highest self is eating more salads or less processed food. But maybe your highest self is doing that, but it's not coming from perfection. It's coming from a deep sense of embodiment of truth and of loving yourself so much that you don't want to hurt yourself. So even with that example, when it comes to food and health, I've been on that journey. As a lot of you know, I've been, I've had an eating disorder for a huge amount of my life. I went into my own style of recovery 10 years ago now, which is just crazy. Um, I segued out of that with intuitive eating and more spiritual development, intuitive development. It really saved my life in that way. But I've gone from food being a should and calories and fats and grams and this and that, and we got to burn more than we're whatever, right? I was in that world forever. I know a lot of you can relate. And when I would see my highest self, she was just always eating salads. It's like, I thought that I had to do that to be perfect. And now that I'm on this side of it, I'm nowhere, I I don't claim to be perfect, but I have a very peaceful relationship with food and myself compared to what I did. And now I eat a lot of salads. I eat a lot of like smoothies. I eat a lot of fruit. 
I eat a lot of plant-based food. It's actually like a huge part of who I am. Health is very important to me. I used to be a nutrition consultant. So under the eating disorder actually was a desire to be genuinely healthy, but now I do it with complete permission to eat what is best for me. So yesterday I had a fudgicle. I don't know if where you live, they have fudgicles, but here in Canada, it's like this classic chocolate popsicle that we used to have as when we were kids. And so I brought it out. I bought a box and brought it out for my kids. They are not like, you know, organic or almond milk instead of blah, blah, blah. They were straight up fudgicles or whatever. Right. So I had one. And the day before that, we went out for an end of school celebration dinner with my kids. I had onion rings. There's things that I don't just sit around nibbling on kale, but the more I love myself, the more I notice that when I eat certain things, I don't feel good. When I eat too much sugar, I get a headache. When I eat processed stuff, I feel bloated. I feel sluggish. I get bitchy kind of in my mind. So the more I love myself, I actually do gravitate towards a lot of veggies and I love like cooking veggies in different ways and fruits and smoothies with just a whole bunch of fruit and water, not even, you know, whatever. I, I, I genuinely like that now. So my highest self does eat a lot of produce, but now it comes from a place of love and before it came from a place of should. So let's go bigger again, or just kind of get away from the specific example of health. Your highest self may do things that you look at now as like, oh, I should be, I should be journaling. I should be walking more. I should be working out. I should be, you know, socializing more. I should not avoid my bills or avoid, you know, hard discussions or yes, totally. And maybe your highest self can confront those hard moments and can be brave and can face, you know, the bills or your highest self tends to eat more plant-based food or tends to be more peaceful than you are now. But it comes through being grounded and being true to who you are and her, that version of you or him or them, instead of it being because you just should, quote unquote. So I feel that the highest self is the you that is embodied in self-worthiness, which is a big key part of what I teach in Activated. If like your highest self, number one, loves themselves and sees themselves as a worthy human, which means like my needs are worthy. My, you know, I'm worthy to take up space. I'm worthy to be seen. I am worth asking for my needs. I am worth being heard. There's lots of ways that worthiness comes in, right? We become a doormat or we become people pleasers when we don't have worthiness. We don't, you know, um, we don't have boundaries. It's hard for us to speak our truth. We're living a lie almost like we're living what someone else wants us to live instead of what we are. This is all stuff that happens when we don't know of who we truly are and our natural worthiness, our spark, our sparkle, who we truly are. So I believe your soul kind of calls you home with this version of like my best self, my highest self. I think half of it or some of it sometimes can get like the ego projects it onto it. Like before, back in the day, my highest self, like always ordered salads in a restaurant, but actually not. My highest self eats a lot of good food. And then if I want a burger, I have it. If I want a dairy dessert, I have it. That is actually my highest self. That is actually my highest way of being to enjoy some chocolate after the end of a long day and know that I can still be healthy and that I, it's not a bad thing. I don't punish myself. That's actually more in line with my highest self because it's based in worthiness. So your highest self to me is also based in permission to be who you truly are. 
no more people pleasing, no more lack of boundaries, no more going, oh, I'm too weird. Oh, I'm too this. Oh, I'm too that. It's the journey of becoming who you truly are. And for one area of my life personally, I notice over time, I actually vocalize and ask for with my family. The reason I say ask is because I have a family. We have three kids. I'm married and we have in-laws with all the stuff. So people that are intertwined in my life. And I will now ask for alone time. I will take myself away to Airbnbs once every couple months because it's that important to me. I need space. I've been becoming better at owning that. The kids are just going on summer vacation. So having three kids all of a sudden at home, I sat them down and I said, listen, you know, you guys are often, you guys are usually at school. So there's stuff that I'll need to do. There's chores, there's errands, there's times I need downtime in the day. And so I'm just going to need you to expect that. And there's going to be times you have to just figure it out, play on your own while I do dishes or I meditate, or I said, it's, you know, I do yoga every day. You guys just don't see it because you're at school. So these types of conversations I never would have had even two years ago. I would have been like, oh, I feel bad. They're home. I don't want them to feel like I'm shoving them aside. You know, I should be enjoying this time. It's summer. I should be less focused on me and more of the family and experiences. We should be out camping. And it's like, yes, we're going to go out camping, but it's okay to also have needs in the day. Like, Hey, I need alone time. Hey, I need to get in my yoga. Even if one day it's just 20 minutes, it's that important to me. And you guys need to know this. That's me asking for what I need. That comes from self-worthiness. So again, the highest self, and I teach this exact thing inactivated, the highest self, sorry, I'm on a squeaky bench. I hope that didn't, it wasn't too loud. Um, the highest self isn't perfection. She gives you permission to be who you truly are. Permission to take yourself out to dinner or to have a weekend alone or to do nothing on your birthday or to do everything on your birthday or to buy yourself you know, those hundred dollar yoga pants because you want them or a nice, you know, nice new heels or a nice new outfit or whatever. It's you're worthy of that. So your highest self isn't perfect. Instead of the P word perfect, make it the P word permission. She gives you permission to be who you truly are. What is your truth? And that's the kind of stuff we discover and activated and in this week one of like, who am I really? What are my core values? What is my essence? What is important to me? That's what formulates this whole authentic self. She's not a highest self, like high above you. The highest self is not above you. The highest self is an expanded version of you. Do you feel that difference? The highest self isn't up on a pedestal. The highest self is more of who you are. So your highest self is rooted in permission. Your highest self, as I said a few minutes ago, or as I say, your whole authentic self. I love if you use that as well, because it just, to me, feels so yummy. Um, They're rooted in grace. So I mentioned this a minute ago, and this to me is not flailing around. And as we get more healed, we're more... Like to me, grace is like grounded, solid, not as thrown around by the wind or someone doesn't like you and it totally throws you off or someone criticizes you and that sends you in a loop for a year or for a week or whatever. Grace to me is like, how do I handle this in maturity, in grace? How do I move through this? And, you know, as we go forward in your spiritual journey and in Activated, I teach about the the magnetism formula. And there's things that when you want to manifest something, there's things you need to do, like pay attention to tests and assignments. I have episodes on that in the show um, that you can go back and listen to. You need to be taking inspired action. 
You need to be doing um, a bit of the reprogramming work that comes from the healing work. So in all of this, it's not easy. And having grace allows us to kind of move through, I want to say with more grace, I'm trying to find another word, but it's just such a beautiful, perfect word for that state of being. So at this point in my life, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to make you know this much money or some business goal, and then I go out and I try something and it totally flops and nobody signs up or everything crumbles or whatever. Now at this point in my journey, I'm not perfect, but I will go, huh, that's interesting. What does it feel like the universe was trying to tell me? Or where was I out of authenticity? Or why intuitively do I feel like that didn't work? Instead of a few years ago where it would have been like, see, nobody wants what I have. This is never going to happen. Like nobody wants me. I'm just going to take down all my stuff. I'm clearly not inspiring enough. I'm never going to do this. That to me is less grace being like, blah, right? Like flailing around, which comes from wounds. And I have a lot of them. So I'm not making fun of, I'm actually being human with you going like that how we can react is like, you know, you go on a date with someone and they don't end up working out. You can either go see, I'm going to be single forever, or you're going to be like, okay, that means I'm coming closer to my person. And I think the state of going like, it's okay. That guy didn't have, or that woman didn't have totally what I wanted and I'm worth what I want. So I'm going to hold steady in my grace and just go like, it's okay. They didn't work out. My one is on the way. I have faith in that. That's more grace. That to me is how your whole authentic self reacts to things. And that's why if somebody made fun of them or something didn't work out, your quote unquote highest self would probably react in calm, react in peace, right? Because they're not freaking out. They're not probably the one yelling at the ticket agent at the airplane. That's probably not your highest self, right? So I feel like you get it rooted in grace, rooted in this, like, that's okay. I wonder why curiosity instead of this meaning something about you and how you're not enough. And again, that just comes with the healing work as we heal we become merged with our whole authentic self because healing brings wholeness. And that's why inactivated with my clients, we focus on healing because that's the part that keeps us from being who we truly are. So another part of what your highest self is anchored in is, as I've touched on, is authenticity. So not anchored into what she should be or what somebody else says you should be or what somebody else on Instagram is doing, anchored into you and who you truly are. Who is the authentic you? Who is the you when you're being so real? so raw, so unfiltered, whether you're around other people or by yourself, who is that real you? And then the whole authentic self is that. I mean, who you are when no one's around might be like naked dancing around. If you're like me, I might not bring that energy to the grocery store. I might put on clothes, (laughs) but the whole authentic self is the part of me that could be self-expressed and I'm not self-conscious. I'm not limiting myself, right? So I may, that may show itself like when I'm alone, I'm dancing around naked, but when I'm going through life, I'm moving around expressed. I'm not afraid to be like, oh, you look lovely today, or that's beautiful, or thank you so much. I'll take your cart back for you, or yes, no problem, or whatever, right? I'm more able to be expressed, to flow, to laugh, to be, to be silly without all the heaviness of like, how do I look and how do I appear and what are people thinking of me and who should I be to fit in, right? So your highest self, your whole authentic self is rooted in your authenticity, not in your wounds, not in your, I'm worried about what this looks like. It's 
who you really are. And in my case, who I really am is someone who needs alone time. I need space. I need to be able to take that or I don't, I become no good to everybody very quickly when I don't get enough space. That's authentic to me. And, you know, even with my husband, he would classify himself as an extrovert and I'm an introvert. So it was really interesting even over COVID and other things talking about that and having this really peaceful, awesome conversation around, okay, cool. People energize you, people drain me. So I have exciting conversations and interactions that ultimately, um, like energize me. However, at the end or after a gathering, I need to go recoup. I need to take some time by myself in quiet on my own. And we both know that that's how we are. He's authentically more like, let's go have see friends. Let's go do this. And I'm more like, okay, and then let's recoup for a week. (laughs) And it works perfectly because we both can own what we are. I'm not trying to be an extrovert because I'm not try to not be an empath, right? That's maybe what you've done your whole life, trying to not be so sensitive. But your authentic self owns her sensitivity. She owns her empathic abilities, her intuition, her feels. So the authentic self, the highest self is rooted in who you really are. And then the last one I want to touch on, there's so much here, which is why I teach about it and clients. And we just have these ongoing conversations constantly because this whole authentic self, highest self, authenticity, and as I say, the self-worth, it comes into everything. So we can always be more authentic to who we truly are. And I actually believe that if you took one path in life, to try to manifest, to try to heal, to try to, you know, rise and build and grow and succeed and all the things. If you only focused on being your most authentic self, authentically expressed, real and true to who you are, if that was your work for the rest of your life, I believe you would reach the place that you want to go. You would reach the place of enlightenment, abundance, success, because it's the core of everything. It will lead you to deeper heal, deeper levels of healing, but also, as I said, expression and going after what your intuition is calling you to do, what feels right to you, what your soul is nudging you to do. So in this work, if this is resonating with you, start seeing your whole authentic self as that part of you that gives yourself permission, that is rooted in that confidence, rooted in that grace, in the and that authenticity, and know that that is the avenue to all of the things you desire is becoming that version. Because as I was saying in Purely Magnetic, the event that was before this episode, last week, and in everything I do, I believe that we are naturally magnetic. So we are naturally our whole authentic self. That is the portal to everything we as individuals are meant to be on this soul journey. So the last aspect I wanted to say um, is our whole authentic self, as I was saying, is rooted in permission, grace, authenticity. And the last one is core values, which is something that is such a key part of my work with people. Um, I get my clients to go through a process. I have a training on it and inactivated in week one to do the core values. So a lot of people have done core values work and I've talked about it on the show before. This is about who you truly are. What is truly important to you? This is the way that your soul translates through into the physical world. So if for some reason, just like nature is something you've always been drawn to or water or um, spirituality or health or 
authenticity or freedom or integrity or community or creative expression or travel or connection or whatever, we all have these different core values. And when you put them together, they're like the building blocks of who we truly are. When I look at my core values, I'm like, yep, that's who I am. And so when we live true with the core of who we are, we are living true with who we authentically are. So to kind of recap this, I look at your highest self as the version of you who is fully expanded. It's kind of like the fullest expression of what you can experience here on earth in this lifetime. I believe the universe is showing us a projection of what we can aim for, what we can reach for, what we can move into. And this version of us is rooted in who we truly are, in self-love, in self-worthiness, knowing what we are worthy of, knowing of our magic, that this version of us is rooted in permission to be who we truly are, permission to be expressed, permission to be confident, permission to be vulnerable and and brave and grow. This version of us is rooted in grace. It's this solid, quiet knowing that it's okay and I am solid and I'm going to go along for the ride and take things in stride and take things as they come and learn from them and be curious about them instead of being thrown around by life. Life. Grace may be sometimes being rushed down a river, but letting the rapid take you versus resisting and banging your head on a rock and, you know, clawing at the riverbed to try to go a different way. Grace and is a lot of it is surrender. A lot of it is being authentically you and being in that grace and being in that knowing of who you truly are. And then your highest self, your authentic self is also rooted again in authenticity. It's such a big theme here because who you truly are is who you are meant to be. Source, spirit, God, creator made you that way. So they did not make you to come here and try to be like somebody else, to feel inadequate with your natural beauty, your natural radiance, your natural quirkiness. That is who you are. And no matter what you look like, act like, your quote unquote flaws, your personality, whatever, you were made perfect to be who you are. We're all meant to be different. Everybody's sense of humor is different. Everybody's preference on food and, you know, media and music and everything is different. You came here to be a unique piece of the puzzle. So the key to all of this becomes being who you truly are. And that quote unquote highest self makes quote unquote higher decisions because it's just coming from self-love, self-worthiness. So yeah, they may exercise a little more. They may take more self-care time, or they may have stronger boundaries around how they allow themselves to be treated, but it comes from you being more self-expressed, you being more healed, you stepping into this next level of who you truly are and becoming more naturally magnetic. And this part of you, this whole authentic self, this highest self is also rooted into those core values, the things that are really who you are. I look at core values as the way that spirit merges like our soul essence with the physical world. So we are here like a hu- we are here as humans, 
but there's evidence of spirit everywhere. And I believe our core values, those things that are just so important to us have been our whole lives. It's who we are. That's the way that source is showing you who you truly are and how you're meant to express yourself as a soul. That's why it's all different and it's all good. It's good that it's different. There is no you. There is no another you. There is no unique spark and unique flame like you. There's nobody that has your sparkle. There's nobody that has your essence. And that's what your highest self is. You fully expressed. So I'm going to wrap this up, but I really encourage you to take her off of a pedestal. She doesn't operate or they don't operate in shoulds. It's a divine grace. It's an authenticity. It's a sort of almost like a bigger spiritual energy, more centered and grounded than maybe where you are now, which is the same for me. Like there's always somewhere to reach. Like I am definitely not my fully most grounded, perfect self, right? There's always room to be more authentic with who I truly am, to ask for what I need more, to see triggers in grace instead of in reaction. I am 100% on this awakening path with you because this is what this is. So I really hope that this has called you and has helped you today to get more in touch with that higher version of yourself. And as I said, if you only took on this work, you would transform your life. Instead of what should I do, how can I be more authentically me? Instead of what should I do, what is my heart leading me to do? What feels right to me? Who am I? If you were to spend a whole day with nobody around you, how would you be fully expressed? If you're driving around, you're cleaning your house, or you're just out and about, maybe you're traveling, maybe you take yourself out for a picnic, and you were just being you. You dress like you want to dress. You just were who you are. (laughs) Who would that be? And so that's what I'm going to leave you with. Keep exploring this work. You are the key to you. You have the natural magnetism and your highest self is not perfect. She has hard days too. She has triggers. She just might handle them slightly different, but it's good. It's something to reach for. She's your greatest teacher. That version of you is your greatest teacher, your greatest mentor, your greatest path shower to boundaries to manifestations, to healing, to reassurance, to guidance, to love. She's got you. This version of you is just a more expanded version calling you to expand. So I really hope that this resonated again. And if you feel called to go on this awakening journey, this manifestation journey with me, and if you want to ride out the rest of 2023, rocking this work, experiencing these transformations, moving forward so much in your awakening journey, truly going through life-changing work and having that accountability, having that mentorship for the rest of the year, for the price of a regular eight-week course. This is insane. I'm going to highly recommend you jump on it before I take it down because it truly is insane. (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to take it down, but I highly recommend you jump on it because registration is only open for so long and I cannot wait to see you. There's bonuses to dive into right away. There's pre-work released July 11th. It is going to be a transformative time. And by the end of this, you will know your whole authentic self. You will be her. You will be merging with her and using her, using them in your everyday life. So until next time, Seeker, I'll see you in a couple days with a brand new episode. I'll talk to you soon. Hey 
Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. It truly means a lot and I really, really hope that it served you. I invite you to check out the show notes. There's all sorts of action down there, including the Awakening Her Daily Practice, which is a beautiful daily practice to process your emotions and manifest what it is that you want. In the show notes, you'll also find the Awakening Her Manifesting Apparel store, how to reach me on Instagram and Facebook, as well as some one-to-one opportunities. So make sure to check that out and I'll see you in the next episode.